Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no man has gone before. there and welcome back to a conversation for one podcast a podcast where i ramble on and discuss a variety of topics such as what do we talk about on here anymore what is it horror and sci-fi multimedia film franchises and universes theme parks canadiana and so much more there it is it came back to me welcome back guys it has been forever and i know i start off the majority of podcast episodes saying it's been a minute it's been a hot minute it's been forever because it's been like a day to like two weeks but this has literally been over a month we're talking a month and a week here i disappeared i disappeared off the map and um it's not like i was pinned between a car and a tree for a month and a half uh it just you know i had a lot going on and uh but you know what we'll get into a little bit of housekeeping later this episode i thought we would talk about what i have been doing on a lot of my off time and that is comfort food and comfort food for me is classic sci-fi so i have been deep in star trek i have been deep in doctor who uh i dabbled with a little bit of star wars but you know i kind of pushing that away lately because of disney and i also dabbled in a little bit of twilight zone and we'll talk about all that mostly star trek so if you guys are not a star trek fan sucks to be you because we're talking about that and i'm gonna go pretty hard but not too hard i'm not like a huge dork that way but Actually, I am. I don't know what I'm talking about. So uh, without any further ado, let me, uh, you know what? Let's start with a little something here. I'm going to plug in a little something here. Enterprise log, Captain James Kirk commanding. We are leaving that vast cloud of stars and planets, which we call our galaxy. The question, what is out there in the black void beyond? This is Captain Kirk of the USS Enterprise. Is there anyone on board? Is there anyone on board? Have you raised anyone, Lieutenant? Nothing, sir. It is an unmanned probe which seems to be carrying a warhead. William Shatner stars as Captain Kirk and Leonard Nimoy as science officer Spock on Star Trek in color. All right, welcome back. So today, uh, yeah, let me just give a little bit of housekeeping here. So to start, um, I have been incredibly sick for like over two weeks now. Like we're coming on three weeks here and uh, was coughing like a crazy person. Um, Like one of those memes, you know, where the guy's face is just like blowing up with veins in his neck. Yeah, like I could not stop coughing. I was on inhalers. I was just, it was really bad news. And then I've been like kind of not unemployed, like I still am working, but I went from working like 16 hours a day every day to working 16 hours a week. Um, that's because um, my job's kind of tapered off and I was waiting for my contract to start with my other position and it didn't start until like a month later. So I've just kind of been coasting at my, uh, just at my, my place of res, if you will. And you would be thinking, and I was definitely thinking, like, Tyler, you're going to have all this free time. You're going to fucking boop, 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 bust out all these podcasts. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to. And then I did fuck all. I did nothing. I didn't do anything. And um, yeah, I know. Um, and it's just kind of like I've had like um, personal issues. I've had, um, you know, definitely like depression, a little bit of like um, feeling 
I don't know, empty and kind of like without purpose, which is always fun for people. People love that. They're like, ah, oh, no purpose. Gosh, this is the best feeling. And that's definitely what I feel like when I'm working and I'm like, oh God, like I'm working every day. I'm like, I got to do this. Then I do it and I'll stay up until like one in the morning to finish a, a podcast. But I'm like, I have no purpose. I'm just every day is a waste. I'm like, I don't want to do anything. It's weird how that works, but it is how it is. But in that time, what was I doing? Star Trek. And... I am like a self-professed Trekkie. I don't even like saying that. I'm like a self-professed, self-professed Star Trek fan, but not so much. Not like really self-professed. Wait, of course I'm self-professed, but I'm not really a Star Trek fan. And I will say this. I love me the original series. I love it. Love it. That is my shit right there. That's what I eat up. Um... So anything to do with the original series. Um, so the original series, obviously, it's three seasons. I am a diehard to consider the animated series, which a lot of people don't know are, is real, slash a lot of people don't consider canon. There is technically two seasons, but it's like 22 episodes. So I consider the animated series to be the full fourth um, season of that show. And I don't know if you guys do this. I, I don't usually for anything. Um, but in terms of fan films and like fan, fan series, I would think Star Trek probably has the best, the highest top notch. There's a lot, there's a shit ton of them and I'm, and I'm sure a lot of them are garbage and I don't mean like they're garbage as in <clears throat> the fans don't care about it or the writing isn't like top notch. It's just the production isn't there because it's a fan series, but there are a few, I would say there's a good handful of like between like, I don't know, five to 10 series or movies of Star Trek fan stuff that is like, wow, it's like mind blowing shit. Um, and the one that I consider canon is Star Trek Continues, which fun fact, the second season series they were going to make originally was going to be called that um, for the original series, but instead they made movies. So Star Trek Continues, the kind of the pilot for that kind of got washed away into the first movie from what I understand, which is a beautiful film, but is a snooze of a film. So, um, so yeah, Star Trek continues. It has top-notch set design. It looks and feels exactly like original Trek. Um, all of the characters um, are spot on to what they're doing. They do their own thing while also being like very true to the originals, and I enjoy that because obviously they are not the same people, and to watch caricatures uh, do their thing is not as fun. Um, but the guy who plays Captain Kirk, Vince, Vince, Vic Mangona, 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 I don't know. He does his own thing, but he also copies the mannerisms, the speaking patterns of Kirk, which I'll get into is my absolute favorite. And I don't mean it as like, it's so funny. It's so bad. Like I eat it up. Like it lines, like Kirk will say, I will like have repeating in my head all day after I watch a show, like an episode or two. So yeah, I consider the original series, I consider the um, the animated series, the Star Trek continues all as canon, and I eat that shit up. I love the original series. The original series movies, I love. Admittedly, I haven't seen one of them now. I just watched Search for Spock. I uh, I have the set, but I it, people who have known me for a long time before this podcast knows I am a huge buyer of physical media, and I never open it. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. I've talked about it in past episodes. I buy it. It sits on my shelf, sealed in wrap. I like it that way. I don't know. So I have kind of stopped buying uh, physical media every once in a while, like the devil, you know, takes my hand. But other than that, I've never watched it. So I had a torrented version of Search for Spock, uh, but it didn't have subtitles for some of the Klingon stuff. So I couldn't hear Chris, uh, Christopher Lloyd just, you know, bust out some, I don't know if it was good or bad Klingon. Um, so yeah. And I think I still have Undiscovered Country, the seventh film. Yeah. Seven. There's 11, then three. Yeah. So I still have the last one that I haven't seen. And they're great. They're amazing. But in terms of other Trek, I have watched, mm, well, I've watched all the Next Generation films, but I would say I've probably watched like 55 to 60% of the Next Generation, which admittedly, when I first started watching it, I was like, I don't like this. It's boring. It's too much, too far on the political and philosophical sides of Star Trek. But the more I watched it, I was like, no, like, I like this, like Data, Picard, like Riker, um, Worf, 
all of them. Like I, 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 I eat it up and then obviously like you've got a couple honeys on there and you're like, okay, this is good. And that's when you really know you're, a tr you're like a track band. You're like, wow, this, this woman with like boobs is just like, it's like, good God, you could see that anywhere else, but you're like, oh yeah, this is great. And you just, you feel like a complete neck beard, just like oogling over that. And then as for, um, deep space nine, never watched it people are always like oh it's the best and i hear it's the best but nothing about it looked appealing and i'm sure it is great and i've been meaning to watch it but i have never watched it and then voyager <sighs> a lot of people don't like voyager i eat that shit up i have probably watched i can't remember how many seasons it has if it's f it's somewhere in the ballpark of four to six seasons I've watched maybe almost 70% of it. I love that shit. Janeway is one of the best goddamn Star Trek captains out there. So good. The cast as a whole doesn't work like entirely well together. Like they don't feel like they've got that formula, that chemistry that binds them all together. But, you know, it works for the most part. And then 709 came in there and that is like... She's hot. Like, I mean, she's hot. I'm not going to say, like, she's, like, the hottest girl ever. Like, I think Jerry Ryan is the actor who plays her. Um, but once that comes into play, I find, like, this, it's not like, oh, like, eye candy. Now this is good to watch. I found once she entered the show, the show became a little more, like, quick, uh, crisp, a little more quick, faster paced, a little more. Um, it just added a different dynamic to the show. And the Voyager itself... I, I think it's a cool looking ship. Um, I'm all about that ship design. Enterprise is the best, the original Enterprise. The next generation Enterprise is good, but it looks too like like elongated. I don't know. Not the biggest fan. Um, and then that's it. Like, oh, I love um, the uh, the Calvin timeline. I do. I, I couldn't give a fuck what you think about it. I love that shit. Star Trek 2009. That is one of my fondest memories of going to see a film in the theater. My mom took me just like she took me to see Star Wars. She took me to let's see a lot of shit and like really kind of like snowballed my interest in like all this nerdy bullshit. She like even if she couldn't tell like have me see a movie, she would like explain, oh, this is what Star Wars is in like a mom way, you know. So she would like make it very fairy tale esque. She like explained to me like what Star Wars was before I saw Star Wars. She explained to me Star Trek was before I saw Star Trek. She explained to me what RoboCop was before I saw RoboCop, which ugh, I was supposed to do an episode on that. It's like literally half baked, just sitting in my files. But she explained it to me with such sadness and sorrow. I was like, oh my god, RoboCop sounds amazing. Terminator. Um, what else did she explain to me? Oh, X Files. She would tell me what X Files was, and like, but in a kid way. So it wasn't like scared or like intimidated. And that's kind of what also like helped me. My family is very much a Trek family. Like, if Star Trek's on, they'll watch that. Like, my dad has seen the new Star Wars films with me. He saw, I think, seven with me. My mom obviously took me to see uh, episode two, which kind of s snowballed my uh, love for Star Wars. I am a prequel guy. Yeah, I know, throw more tomatoes at me. I really don't like the original series um, as much. I'm not going to say I don't like it, but get your tomatoes ready. My favorite of the original three is Return of the Jedi. Yes, I know. I'm dodging tomatoes right now, um, but that is my favorite. I don't. I find the first two very overhyped, and I find, especially compared to what Star Wars has become, if you start watching those new, those old ones now, you have to really have those rose-colored nostalgia glasses on because they don't hold up great. They don't. Uh, a New Hope is fun. It's a fun movie to watch. Uh, Empire Strikes Back is cool. Mm, but I would take Revenge of the Sith any day. Like any goddamn day over it. And I am a big... you have your tomatoes ready? I'm a big Phantom Menace guy. I find that film is horribly underrated and shit on. And uh, that deserves its own episode. And we're not here to talk about Star Wars because we... Um, what is the last one called the last jedi and solo absolutely like held me down by my arms and i was like no 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 and they just shit all over me and i was like i hate this fucking series now but as for star trek star trek 2009 fan goddamn tastic movie and that movie to me like connects 
Calvin to original series stuff. And that's all I'm about. The fact that original Spock is in there and he's like, yeah, we had all these adventures. I made a little boo boo and I got through the, the, like the wormhole here. And now I'm dealing with, uh, with uh, Nero, like the Romulans. And to me, I'm like, all right, this shit's my next stuff. And I think the cast in the reboot series is phenomenal phenomenal like they are they do very much their own things but at the same time you're like i believe this i buy this yes these are these characters some of the story arcs they do not the best and i totally see why like die hard keep everything the same like star trek fans are like they like start throwing like monkey shit at the screen but i dug it and into darkness Hands down, one of my favorite films of all time. Yes, there's lots of lens flares. Yes, some stuff is whitewashed. Yes, Alice Eve gets semi-nude for no real reason. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I love that scene. Fuck, that's a good-ass scene. I love me some Alice Eve, but uh, I get it. I get why people are upset, but at the same time, like it is a beautiful goddamn film. It has brought so much life to the Star Trek community. Like, I could not tell you, like, I would have always watched the original series, but I probably would have never dipped my toes into any of the other stuff um, unless the new series came out, like a series of films, because then I was like, man, I'm hungry for Trek. Start dipping my toes. That's how it works. Like me moving my hand, like in a rainbow motion. The more you know, that's how it works. That's how it works. Uh, like, like that's how you get new audience if you keep plugging the same old shit people are like this is fucking old it's sad and i hate it but that's how the world works and people don't want stuff that's old because then it's already got its own reputation it's nerdy it's dorky it's old it's boring it's like it's not up to date even though a lot of the stories transcend time really like you can apply it to anything that's happening current and, and like past like tense um but I am just all over the place here. And Beyond. I loved Beyond. I thought it was great. Super good. Um, felt like a very much a, a very big Trek episode. And to its defense and its downside, like that's kind of like, I don't want a fucking big Trek episode. We've seen it happen with the next generation stuff, like Insurrection. Like, no, we don't want this. We don't want this. But it was refreshing uh, for sure. I do like how they also like redo some of the classic staple moments in the original series films and television show because um, then you're seeing stuff for the first time if you're not a new watcher and then it's got it establishes its own weight you're like fuck this is heavy right if you're seeing it for the first time then when you watch the original series or the original series films you're like oh my god this is like so much heavier now because like it is bound to repeat in time. Like these pivotal moments are bound to repeat in time. And like, not even the, the crew of the SS enterprise can escape this shit. And yeah, so I love it. Um, I haven't really delve dove and delve. I don't know. I haven't really jumped into the prequel stuff like enterprise. No, I mean, and I'm never going to watch it. I, I've just never heard anything good about it. It's like one of those shows like, no, honestly, you just have to get through the first two seasons of shit. And then there's three good episodes. Like, no, I'm not watching that. And then Discovery, I have the first two seasons on my PS4. And I have watched the first two episodes like two years ago when they came out. And I was like, mm, I don't know how I feel about this. I don't like when that happens. Like, this isn't Doctor Who. Like, when you start fucking with the timeline more and it's supposed to be the same timeline. That's also why I respect Calvin. They're like, oh no, this is like a different timeline. Like we acknowledge that openly in the film, but like with Discovery, like, no, this actually takes place like 10, 20 years before Enterprise or like before the original series. And I'm like, no, no. Like you are fucking shitting on so much of like, the aesthetic, the, the the amount of technology they have, like this and that, like unless at the end of the, the show, they're like, ah, we've been zapped by a 1960s like gamma wave and now everything's shitty. I don't believe it and I don't buy it. Yeah, I am very much one of those people who'll be like, yeah, I can totally see like what they're doing here. Like, oh, like the tech kind of translates into this or the tech looks like this or you can imagine the tech to be like this or the outfits to look like this or there's so super-ish similar to this 
I, I, I dig that. But then when they're doing and retconning and completely ignoring stuff that happened in either canon or um, like books or extended or just stuff that we've seen in the films afterwards that explains what happened in the show, I'm like, okay, I don't, I'm fucking done with this. I did see a great theory, though, that it's actually part of the Calvin timeline. And I was like, this is great. But Christopher Pike's in that show. And I'm also like, no, like to me, I'm like Discovery should be its own universe that like where the enterprise still happened, but it's its own thing. Don't have it linked to Shatner and um, Nimoy. Like I don't want it touching that, but now Spock's in the show evidently and uh, Pike's in the show, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. Like definitely like, like <clears throat> very aroused for that proposition and that happening because I love me some, uh, some old Pike because People don't remember that he was the first captain, which uh, another thing I love. I'm not like trying to, I'm not trying to jerk off the Calvin timeline, but like those films get a lot right. Um, bringing back Pike was a good idea. So what was I watching? Tyler, was I watching? Hold on here. Let me take a little sip of my tea. Mm, this tea's delicious. Uh, it's really growing on me. I did a review for it. That's another thing, how bored and, um, I guess uninspired I've been I did I've been doing if you guys follow my uh, my public or my public my private um, Instagram account not my podcast Instagram account but my actual Instagram account I've been reviewing like jams and teas and so I just put another one up a co-worker of mine uh, Carol she gave me um, this tea and it's called um, sacred blend but it's not actually tea it's a um, what is it again it's like pine pine something yeah it's pine sweet grass which i love that i was saying to her it's like sweet grass sounds like the guy that's gonna like hook you up with the goodies in like a black exploitation film like and then head on down over the street to sweet grass and he'll hook you up and i'm like oh fuck yeah i love that sweet grass so i gotta look for sweet grass because that sounds and smells unreal um and then it's sage and my god the sage at first it was like it was like it was like it's well it was until like a couple sips ago very much very sagey um only makes me taste eating roast like just the juices of a roast but it is growing on me um so yeah i did that some lamb saying some jam <sighs> people love it though people love it i'm getting way more response for that than i am for this podcast which kills me inside but also makes me very happy because i'm responsible for both things but anywho what were we talking about here? Oh, right. So what have I been watching? So I've been watching a ton, a butt ton of the original series. I I basically watched the whole back end of the first season. And I think I'm like five episodes in on the second season. And I watched a little bit of the animated series. I watched two episodes of that. God, it would have been nice if I was like, let me write down the episode so you guys can know what I'm doing. But um I didn't. And then I finally uh, started watching the new season of uh, the new doctor, the 13th doctor of Doctor Who. I don't I'm sure a lot of you guys don't watch Doctor Who unless you are cultured and amazing. I'm just kidding, guys, but uh, probably. Obviously, a lot of British people like Doctor Who. Um, it's fairly big, I would say, in the States. And then obviously Canadians watch it, um, but it is I would weirdly more taboo here, which is odd because CBC produced the first, if not the second season of like the reboot series, like the series, not the seasons. Uh, so Christopher Eccleson and David Tennant, I'm pretty sure CBC was like the co-producer and it was, it was like promoted big time. I remember when uh, the ninth doctor was like coming back, like it was like, all right, we're doing Doctor Who again. And it was coming up and I was like, what the fuck is Doctor Who? Like they were advertising it everywhere. Like, like remember doctor who remember this and i'm like what the fuck is doctor who it just seems some like weird british bullshit at the time and i was like like i'm not about this it's very much one of those shows at first glance much like star trek where it's like oh you don't know what's happening well sit down and shut the fuck up and don't watch this show like not inviting at all not welcoming um it's like it's it's been going on for years for decades like go fuck yourself and it's that's Definitely the vibe it gave off, uh, to me especially. Um, and then kind of when CBC stopped doing it, I didn't see advertising for it anymore. So I kind of thought it was like 
also like a new show that was like they were promoting the absolute piss out of and it just kind of flopped because i didn't see advertising for it anymore so it wasn't on the cbc and it didn't it's still going it's still going so <sighs> without like including like weird wobbles and whatever the fuck you want to say and like second regenerations and stuff basically how doctor who works a little crash course for you there is basically an all intelligent and uh, very witty and well just depends which doctor really but i'm getting ahead of the point here there is a alien uh, humanoid alien from the planet gallifrey uh, who is known as the doctor we don't actually know this entity's real name um, but there's been many iterations so it started in 1963 same year as my mom um, and we have William Hartnell. Oh God, hold on, hold on. I don't think I can do this. We have Patrick. Tra fuck Troughton, Troughton, Patrick something. God, I, I'm so sorry. And then we have John Pertwee. He's the third doctor. Then we have, um, Tom Baker almost said Rick. And then we have, fuck it has been a while so we have in the original series you have one doctor two doctor three doctor and how it works it goes all the way to seventh doctor technically um so how it works is this doctor it could be anything he'd be an old rickety crotchety piece of shit old man as he was in the first uh series and then he's like ah like in real life i'm actually getting sick and can't read the lines really really well but in the show he's like ah i'm dying and so they're like, fuck, the show is popular. What the fuck do we do? And they're like, duh, we just get another actor to play him. Well, how will that make sense? Well, but revision in canon and like an addition canon, really, it's that fresh that it's still growing. Anytime you're hurt, you basically regenerate into somebody else, into a different um, entity, a different person. And so from then, 63 to, I, I guess, 26. Uh, it was 2017, wasn't it? Maybe 2018, when the new Doctor came out. They were all men. Um, men of different um, statures and qualities and sizes and ages, but they're all white guys. But I mean, like, okay, get your tomatoes ready. But really, if you're going to be going through time and space, you kind of need to be a white guy. Like, I know it's not new for me to say it. It's been explored in a lot of things. And we just saw it. I watched an episode last night with my brother. Like, if you're uh, a color, any color, like, whether you're, like, you're, like, brown or Hispanic or Asian or black, like, anything other than white, you are literally put in your place when you go anywhere in time, unless it's, like, those specific places that, like, you're from. Because... It's just not going to work out for you. You can't go to like, like, for example, we watched the episode Rosa last night, which I loved. I loved that episode. It was, it was a top notch Doctor Who episode, but the one character, Ryan is a black guy. And even though like, and it's, it was a little jarring, like, and definitely it felt like a little crank to 11 in some of the aspects, but I wasn't, I wasn't around. So I have no idea. So they go to 1955. December 1st, I think that's what they were saying, uh, with Rosa Parks when she like defies like the segregation in the buses. Um, and like to us, it's just like, Ryan's just Ryan. He's just a guy. And they go sit in the, in the, in the pub. Um, so you have the companions. All right. So I'm really getting ahead of myself, but don't worry. I'll, I'll jump back to it. So the companions, you have, um, Graham, you have Yaz and you have Ryan and Graham is like a really cool up to date older guy. He's like maybe 58 to 60 somewhere in that area um and he is like the step granddad of ryan who is like this tall kind of um i don't want to say edgy but he's like just like a normal guy and he listens to like normal music and whatever right like he's not like he's not like down and depressed or like super athletic he's just like a normal guy he works in a warehouse he's a black guy and then you have yaz who is i, I don't know if she's actually pakistani or not I think so because like she made like mention that people would like make fun of her, but she's like a police officer. So you have a, uh, you have a, a brown girl, a black guy, and then a white guy traveling with this now female doctor. It's the first female doctor, which you know what? The first two episodes, like, I don't really know because like it is hard. Every doctor, it's not just because she's a girl. Every doctor, the first few episodes, you're like, I don't really know how I feel about them because they're still 
kind of finding their footing and like how they want to portray the actor or the doctor and then like the writers are still kind of being like what's like their gimmick what's their quirk and a lot of times doctors will kind of have like revisions in tone and character like halfway through their arc which is always refreshing i know david Tennant kind of had that he became a little more uh darker and not like so like woo like all the time i really don't like david Tennant, but anyways um they're go they sit in the diner in like 1955 and they're like get the fuck out of here like everybody's staring they're like i can't believe it and like he's like oh like miss you dropped your like handkerchief and he's like he's like boy if you touch my wife again i'm gonna fucking lynch you basically and you're like oh like what the fuck like if anybody now is like hey man you, you dropped this I'm like oh my god thanks so much like you wouldn't even think twice about it like like they say in the, in the episode like racism isn't dead like it's still there in like in different like waves and different like mentalities and stuff but like it has advanced so much further in just like that amount of time where like if like black people were coming to my house it, it wouldn't be like there's black people in my house to be like there's guests in my house like it's like it is what it is but like in like 1955 and especially how they like presented like they wouldn't even be on my goddamn street like the police officer would be like get the fuck out of here like they didn't do anything illegal but it's just because they were there and you're like, wow, this is like a well-written episode. I am so goddamn off topic here. So Doctor Who, we have um, Doctors 1 through 7 in the original series. So it's like 1963 to 1989, 7? God, I don't know. Like 86? Like, I don't know. Like Sylvester McCoy, uh, who plays Radagast the Brown, which I love Sylvester McCoy. He definitely got a fucking short end um like the shit end of the stick because the guy before him the sixth doctor was a piece of shit like not relatable not funny like mean arrogant wasn't smart didn't give a fuck about his companions didn't give a fuck about the problem like literally it was like bbc was like how do we make the show fucking end horribly and then they're like hey we can't do this anymore and they're like sylvester mccoy fix this you have less budget now because people don't like the show and less time to develop your character and sylvester mccoy's like fuck it i got this and he worked his bag off some of my favorite classic who uh, doctor who episodes are sylvester mccoy i love that shit and they're not the best episodes but i love him especially him and ace ace was his companion right so we have seven doctors from that timeline roughly 25 years let's say uh, so the doctor uh, flies in the tardis which is shaped like a police box because in the first episode the unearthly child fuck like i can't believe how much i remember i was like huge into doctor who for like a solid two and a half years like i i fucking couldn't get enough of that shit so sliding glasses up on the nose here uh he blends in in 1963 he's like a teacher and then he has a granddaughter that's all kind of messy and it gets like retcon and explained in different ways but anyways he lands on earth he disguises his spaceship as the um, police box of the time in, in 1960s in um, britain and then it gets stuck and so kind of this thing it changes here and there like the size gets a little longer a little wider but that's more to do with like props and just like you know making new ones and like for example um uh, uh jody ah fuck i can't think of her name the 13th doctor um her tardis we noticed on the second episode had more of a turquoisey kind of look to it which is like very contrasty it um in a in a way and i don't know if this is canon but i i i see it and i know people talk about it like the tardis itself kind of takes on mannerisms and characteristics of who the doctor has become um so it was like it was more faded and dark for um when it was the um 12th doctor um uh, uh fuck what's his name now uh isn't that the way right you know when you're trying to talk about something and then you just you can't think of goddamn anything capaldi peter capaldi so it was more it was like that and then when it was matt smith's uh doctor who's a lot of people's favorites and honestly if you're gonna jump into doctor who i would start with him a lot of people like tenant but i i i am very a firm believer that if you're gonna go into tenant you have to start with nine you have to start with christopher eccleston that's how i started it he is my doctor like arguably i really like the eighth doctor too but that's more of a taboo thing but once you see that doctor you have a much more uh, a bigger appreciation for david Tennant. don't get me wrong like i like david Tennant, and some of his episodes are some of my favorite episodes but he get, he's a bit much he's a bit much sometimes and uh they kept him around for a long fucking time and i get it if it works keep going you know if it ain't broke don't fix it but how it works is they go around the tardis 
The doctor more or less knows how to fly it, but sometimes he has no fucking idea what he's doing, which can be fun, but sometimes infuriating if you're like a diehard fan. It just comes with a, it comes with the territory, right? It's the same with like, I don't know, like Han Solo, like flying the Millennium Falcon, like, how are we doing this? And he's just like, just hold on. Like, there's no explanation for stuff. It's just, it's like that. So they, they go here and there and everywhere. They go interdimensional. They go through alternate realities. They go to planets that haven't been explored. They go back in time. They go forward in time. It's just, it's a fun way to get around plot. And it's an, a loose narrative, which I love. It's the same with the original series of Star Trek. Don't worry, we're going to be getting to Star Trek. Doctor Who's really hijacked this episode. But it's like there's plot and there's character development in, in the characters. But in terms of the actual show, I mean, Matt Smith area and Peter Capaldi area, especially Matt Smith area, gets a little too narrative driven. Same boogaboos I have with like 007, like like Daniel Craig's Bond. It's very story driven, but we're not going to throw in another series here. God, uh, I want to. But it, Doc, Doctor Who and James Bond, that's it's fusing two worlds with too many entries and we would be here for four hours. So. <clears throat> moving that soapbox aside i like that there are loose narratives so you can jump in at any episode like let's say i watch the second episode of this new series of doctor who and i missed the third episode and then i jumped into the fourth i didn't miss anything i didn't miss anything you learn more about the characters but at the same time you didn't miss anything for the most part and i really like that like x files did that well they started when they originally started the first three seasons for sure they had a lot of that Star Trek is big for that, especially the, the original series. When you get into some of the later ones, they are really like you do have a creature of the week kind of vibe or something fun, but it's very much loose narrative. And I really enjoy that. Um, so that device works for that, the TARDIS. And then the doctor often brings companions with them. They are um, from the past, from the future. They could they could even be different species entirely like Strax and uh, God, I can't think of her name with Matt Smith were my favorite fucking companions and the fact that they didn't give them a spinoff but they made like three to four other shitty like fucking awful except for torchwood but like awful doctor who spinoffs but they didn't give one to like strax i was like all right like fuck i'm fucking done i'm done i'd really i barely watch peter capaldi's and it has nothing to do with him but i was just like you get so invested in the world that like matt smith had and even if matt smith was like i'm leaving keep that shit it's not like those characters disappear if you're gonna go hard story arc you gotta keep hard story arc you can't just wash it away but anyways that's <laughs> it's not it's not what we're talking about but um yeah i really i really enjoy that and uh i honestly can't remember what the fuck we we're talking about anymore it's been a while since i've done this i have literally no notes i'm sitting under i'm sitting in darkness except for the uv light that is on my repotted venus flytrap which definitely looks like it's on death's door a uh, huge waste of money and it's dark otherwise i have my tea here my phone the microphone and yeah no notes so just bear with me here you know what let's take a small intermission captain kirk is climbing a mountain why is he climbing a mountain captain kirk is climbing a mountain why is he climbing a mountain to hug the mountain to envelop that mountain to hug the mountain to envelop that mountain to hug the mountain that mountain that mountain he wants to make love to the mountain tough young guys sinewy bodies in their uh, fingers and teeny toes challenge the rock challenging death why do i climb the mountain because i'm in love all right Whew. so what were we talking about we were talking about Doctor Who. Right. So what were we talking about? I didn't even listen to it. I took a small break because I was like, let me collect myself. And then I ended up just staring at my phone reading comments. So the, the doctor takes companions with them and they offer fresh insight to things. They often help with a problem or a situation or scenario. Sometimes they give into situations and spit it out or in scenarios where the doctor has to save them or help them. And there's been a lot of that. So after the first seasons of the show, it got canceled. And then Fox, American television, Fox was like, hey, we would love to try this out. And BBC, who was like, fuck, we need some money. We would love to reinvigorate this character. They were like, sure. 
you can do this. Um, try it out. I don't know if, what if they had like Godzilla kind of rights where they're like, you can do it and we can do it. But I think that was kind of the deal. They were going to co-finance it with Fox and they were going to do like a backdoor pilot. So they're going to do a movie. And if it worked, that movie would like spearhead the show. Like that would be the first episode for the show. Um, and they had some fun with it for sure. He suddenly was like half human and it just gets messy, but I liked it a lot. Um, God damn it. What is his name? Uh, but anyways, so they, they have some fun with it and, um, it doesn't work though. People don't like it. It's, it's, it's very like, it's very like taboo to like it. But then again, if you guys have been listening to me, you know that like what I like is what a lot of people don't like. Oh, Paul McGann. That's what his name is. I was like, Paul, Paul, Paul. But so Paul McGann though, his eighth doctor, you're, you like, you're thinking like, okay, so he got the short end of the stick too. Like he got one shake at the can and he got his TV movie, which isn't terrible. Really, it's not. It's fun and it's different. And it's definitely refreshing considering what old Doctor Who was. But it's nothing like the old or the new series. It's definitely closer to the newer series. But wow, a lot of people like this tea review. Jesus Christ. So, um, but if you liked him, if you liked him, which I really do, he has a, a shit ton of books and he has so, 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 so many like audio dramas. Like I have like four or five CDs of just like Eighth Doctor because he he's, gets the character and it's too bad he didn't get a full shake at it, but he's great. Uh, and then uh, and then it dies, like nothing happens with it. And then in 2005, CBC and BBC they reboot it and they reboot it like hot. They make this shit modern. He wears a leather jacket. He's thinking about sex, but he's still like the classic doctor. You get your, your bad guys. You get classic um, representation of who the doctor was, of Gallifrey, of his original lore. The TARDIS is back in full splendor. Ooh, that's another thing. The eighth doctor, his TARDIS, beautiful, beautiful. It is just amazing. And honestly, I haven't seen a TARDIS look that good since. Um, and then since the reboot, we've had the ninth doctor, the 10th doctor, the 11th doctor, the war doctor. We don't talk about that. We have the 12th doctor and we have now the 13th doctor who is a, the first girl is the first female and they've been doing it well. Like she hasn't been like overly girly. She hasn't been like, you know, it hasn't, it isn't like, oh, these titties are getting in the way or, oh man, like I have to walk in heels. What's up with it? Like they very smartly ignored all that. She'll say stuff like, like. Like, oh, like us girls will do that. And she's like, that's new. That's interesting to say. And it's very doctor. It fits very much in the doctor. And I like it. I will say that this season so far has been very kind of hand fisted in like us girls like have to stick together. Colors have it like colored people have it like tough. Black people have it tough. And it's like, I get that. And I do. And science fiction is often the venue that you will preach and you will showcase the problems and the plights of other people or scenarios or situations that are going around that you might have not had an open mind to. But that being said, and I get it's very much this generation, this very like cancel culture, like women have it hard, black people have it hard, color people have it hard. And, and they do, they do like, and I'm not saying they don't. All I'm saying is that sometimes and i don't i know i don't have a fucking leg to stand on i'm a straight white male who is fairly privileged but sometimes when i watch my doctor who i just want to watch a fucking science fiction show i don't need like an overarching like note at the end i don't need like comments being made like even the episode we watched last night which was a good episode we watched a few actually i think yeah we watched <laughs> we watched more than we probably should have but it was a spider episode in the 13th uh for the 13th doctor and even though, yeah, it was like nightmare inducing, even though they weren't making comments on their own about like how hard it is to be a woman, like how hard it is to be black or brown or like Asian or like, like the economy is shit. Cause like it's stuff we know, but like we often like ignore, like as it just like, even if you're like black, white or brown, you're just like, I don't want all the negativity all the time. They're still like, hey, they made the bad guy basically Trump. And it was just like all these Trumpisms, like. Like, I'm going to use guns to solve the problem. Like, that's what America needs right now is like more force. And like, 
he was like dumb to the situation. He wasn't listening. I was like, I don't need a fucking political statement every fucking episode. And we've watched five episodes now. And it's just like fucking like, like pulling your head up. Like, do you see? You're like, yes, yes, I see. Like, I just want a fucking sci-fi episode. Like just hard sci-fi. Don't make any fucking comments just once. And and just once. And that's it. Like, I just need like, let's say like every two episodes, just have one that is a normal sci-fi episode. Star Trek is bad for it. Um, like Twilight Zone. Everybody is like, they, they, they push and promote their, their agenda in terms of like, basically be woke. And I get it 100%. And I love it. Like, I'm very liberal, uh, very liberal. But sometimes like when you're watching TV, you want to turn your mind off. And I know it's like a weird complaint to have, like, no, we shouldn't be fighting for equality. And it's not at all what I'm saying. I'm just saying like, sometimes I'd like it if it's just like a, like a sci-fi episode, but that is just a boogaboo that I'm sure a lot of you won't agree with. And uh, luckily I'm not a huge podcaster. And it's, again, I'm not saying like black people shouldn't have it, like should be having a tough time because they shouldn't, they fucking shouldn't. They're like, they're goddamn people. Everybody is like, is it should have an equal shake right um but i'm like I, I i don't need it every goddamn episode so um without uh, digging my hole any further because i can still only just barely see the light of the sun after those comments um let's talk about some star trek here so star trek a couple things i love right off the get-go and i'm not doing like a review i know it sounds like i'm doing a review but it's very like blah it's very ho-hum um, I'm just saying like things I like and things I don't like, but I've been watching the original series and I missed how Shatner says stuff like, like the atmosphere is just moving and twisting and itching, itching and scratching, scratching away at the, and I'm like, Oh fuck. Yes. Like, I just like, mm, like I'm just eating that up when you use something like that. Like it's just like, and then they were sleeping, sleeping sound soundly. They were asleep. And it was just like, yes, Shatner. Yes. Take me home. Like that is basically when he talks like that, the music was loud and raspy, beating and, and thrusting at the drum. And I'm like, yes, stop your sentences to only give me another adjective to start your sentence again. Like, I love this. Like, the one that I, I love, though, was that one. It's just like, they're all itching, scratching away. Or, or maybe it's like, it was just like, they're all scratching at it, itching at something that can't be solved. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, yes, yes. And like Jeff Goldblum, yes, yes, yes. Like that is what I, I love. And it's such a small thing. And it's not like, that's the only reason. All right, folks, we're done here today. But that is good. Um, just the episodes in general, like the feel, the, it's it's charming. Like I said, old sci-fi is comfort food. And I get like the 13th Doctor isn't old, but it's like, a, it's a series that for the most part maintains the exact same structure throughout its entire story you could watch an episode of the third doctor in doctor who and then watch an episode of the 10th doctor and be like i i know like the formula i do and it, nothing really changes that way um what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So the dynamic between them all, between like Spock, Kirk, and McCoy, you and they do a pretty goddamn good job of replicating that with um, the Calvin timeline. But this is the authentic stuff. Like this is authentic. Like you don't really know if they have the same rapport on the Calvin timeline or if they're just like being actors. But this like you can kind of tell sometimes they're like, this is how I'd actually react. And I'm just going to throw in your name here, like Spock, like um, and it's smart. It's quippy. And it it is so goddamn ahead and it's just small things. And it really, for the sixties, you're like, wow. But like when you really sit back and watch, it's like, there's a black guy on the, on the, and the crew there, there's a black guy on, on the deck there. There's an Asian girl on the deck there. There's another Asian girl on the deck there. That guy looks like he might be like a, like, like mixed race. Like, like this is like, this is honestly crazy. And then they get like speaking roles. Kirk is not like Kirk doesn't talk down to anybody. He's just like, all right, I need you on the bridge here. You go with them. And like, there might be like a black leader, like a black, a black commander of the red shirts, which, you know, anyways, like none of them matter because they're going to be in the next episode in different costumes. Cause that's how Star Trek works. But you're like, he's just talking to him. Like, he's not like, yeah, and you go with this group. Like these are the ones that are going to get killed first. It might be the end of the episode and they kill the monster and the black is like, ah, captain, we tried our best. He's like, I know. And I noticed that. Thank you. Like, and there's no there's no like blacky dies first there's no weird 1960s like slang or sense of 
anything. Like there's nothing demeaning like what I just said. There's nothing. And I love it. I love it. I honestly do. He'll be like, all right, I need you to get this person to like the Asian, I don't know, human or whatever. And she'll be like, all right. And she'll go and, and that's it. She might, she might just be on the show for five seconds, but you're like, just take your mind out whoop, and put it in 1960s. You're like, that's fucking crazy. When everybody in the world in 1950s television is white, like evidently, like there isn't another race and like anything else is like used for the comedic effect or for a small role, like a small insignificant role, like a black person may be like checking out something at like the store and like they get like one second, like Kirk has put as a captain faith in this person and nothing about race is ever brought up. And you're like, I fucking love this. And it's not a reason why I originally fell in love with the show, but it's just watching it now. I'm like, this is so goddamn ahead of its time. That in Twilight Zone, we're very much ahead of its time. And I think that's also too why they've stood the test of time. The stories go, the stories are timeless for the most part. The, the very liberal inclusion and like not including certain things of, of the reality of the time they were made makes it wholesome, makes it um, still cutting edge in a lot of ways. And it makes it, it also adds to that value again of being timeless because it's not so much set in like in the ground. Like, you know, the outfits might be a little dated the way the colors or not the colors, the way the film maybe presents it, it might be dated. Some of the language they use might be dated, not like racist, but just dated. And as in people don't use that sentence structure anymore, that more so for Twilight Zone. That's maybe the only thing that makes it dated. But other than that, I would say both those series are timeless. Um, I still haven't watched the new Twilight Zone. I, uh, I just downloaded it, but I haven't watched it yet. Maybe I'll do an episode on that one day. But yeah, Trek is great and also too once you really get into it once they like start having fun with it that's when you get like really like a muck time I'm pretty sure that was the episode I just watched was it a muck time oh gosh it's like the very popular episode yeah this is what I mean I'm self self-professed Trek fan like I don't I don't remember everything because I love like 30 series wholeheartedly and as you guys have heard i get really deep into it so i can i learn a lot about a lot but i don't remember everything it was the episode where kirk uh and bones they got to go to uh, vulcan uh, because spock's getting like aggressive and stuff because he has to get married he's already been betrothed or whatever to um to I can't remember her name to, to another Vulcan girl and basically they have to like fight to like win her affection so they fight Kirk that episode not only do we see Vulcan not only do we get to see um like some cool Kirk versus Spock action which I'm sure a lot of people were like yes this is what I want to see our two main stars go head to head and it was cool um and all I can think about was the episode that was cable guy when they're like in medieval times because that's how my brain works um anyways so um but we get world building we see vulcan more we see vulcan's culture we see how they dress we see how they act with each other we see what their powers are we see it's just so world building so delicious and you're like yes like i'm eating this all up i love this and when a show pulls you in like that it is comfort food because you're like yeah i want more of this i already know a lot of it but you're like you're appreciating stuff differently um it's great it's great um star trek continues i watched that hardcore again like i'm not a big um fan series guy i i just i don't waste my time with it i'm not saying it's bad or that i think lowly of it i just i don't waste my time with it i got so much to watch that to watch a fan series fan series are usually made for the people that love um the thing right because if you're making a fan series you love it and it's like here's some more right and it's really for fans like by fans for fans and, and and that there's something to be appreciated just with that on its own but um yeah uh it's perfect it is perfectly like if you can't get enough of the original series that's what i would throw on like i was saying i started watching it maybe like four or five years ago when there was only a couple episodes out and i think they ended up making something like 13 episodes i watched up to seven episodes um and they're all available on youtube they're all available on vimeo you can download them you can burn your own blu-rays of them they provide full blu-ray blu-ray uh, downloads and like files um they provide all the artwork it get, it's all there for you um to to have just in your own collection which is really really nice and really really amazing um but that's well worth a watch just even if you watch like the first episode you'll definitely get that that feel that flair 
Um, the movies are good. Um, obviously, one, two, three wasn't bad. I'm not going to lie. But one and two are must-sees. One is not great. It, but it's a must-see because it's beautiful and it's the start of the series. Two is most people's favorites, uh, Wrath of Khan. Um, four, um, uh, what is that? Uh, Voyage Home. Is it Voyage Home? The fourth one's cool. It's just a fun movie. It's more campy, but it's a fun movie. Um, and then, yeah, if you are enjoying all of that and you've watched everything, obviously the the Calvin timeline is good. The Next Generation is probably the closest, really, that you get to that original feel um, for the original uh, series, which is really um, that's kind of like the 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 only like drawing point if you're coming off the original series because, like I said, it is more political. It's more. Um, philosophical uh there's less action it feels very stiff uh especially with the first two seasons it feels very stiff um which the original series was not not even remotely everybody feels like a like they're glued to their seats like i don't know i don't know why it but it does pick up it does get better um the the movie first contact for the next generation fucking unreal that is one of the best goddamn star trek movies you're gonna see um but other than that I, yeah, I don't really care too much for Star Trek as a whole. What's happening with the films later? I don't really know. Like they were supposed to do a fourth movie with Chris Hemsworth coming back, but then they didn't. And then Justin Lin left and then Quentin Tarantino threw his hat in the ring. And then some Trek fans were like, fuck yeah. But I saw most of them were like, no. Uh, and I'm kind of on the line there. And now they're doing a new movie. Evidently they're working on a new movie and it's the director is kind of a mixed bag he's got a lot of stuff people love he's got a lot of stuff people hate so it should be fun to see either the final nail in the new star trek movie coffin or the i don't know the resurrection of the series yeah i guess i talked about a doctor who a lot more than i talked about star trek um but yeah, I, I've always I've always liked um, Star Trek. A couple episodes that you guys could watch if you're new to it. Uh, well, actually, you know what? Not even if you're new to Star Trek, the whole first season of the original series is fucking unreal. There's a lot, um, like it's solid. It's not just unreal. It's it's a solid solid season. Like everything is explored fully. Everything feels very fleshed out, very fast, very quick paced. The writing is sharp. The writing is intelligent um everything moves nothing feels dumb and that happens as series start to play out it's one or the other right with a series it's either the first season's like stiff and there's the writers are figuring out what they need to do because it's not really their thing or um the first season's the best the second season or the first season's good the second season's the best the third season's where it drops off or like the third season might be the last good season and then it drops off or it's like the first season is the best shit, the second season's good, and then the third season's bad. This is one of those shows where the first season is unreal, the second season is still good, um, but it's t- tapering off a bit, and then the third season's a mixed bag. Um, like, you know, uh, Twilight Zone for me is very much that same style. X-Files for me is very much that same style. Um, Doctor Who doesn't really work like that, um, so I can't really compare that, but... It's definitely one of those shows. Um, the whole first season, uh, if you're in Canada, all of the original Star Treks uh, series are on. Um, so everything from Star Trek, the original series, the animated series, Next Generation onwards to Enterprise, they're all on um, Netflix. And then some of the original series movies, I think it's maybe it's like one, two, three and in Insurrection uh they're on uh, amazon prime uh if you have crave i think discovery's on there and the new uh, picard tv show they're making is going to be on there um so it's all over the place obviously it's it's um and there's a new show now too star treks short treks or something like that i haven't i literally just heard about it the other day when i was looking up if i had all the discovery seasons um but that's just like like basically for like the Marvel cinematic universe, it's basically like um, one shots. Like they're all small little in, uh, inclusions into the, into the canon, to the franchise to clear things up or to expand on things. And I think that's really great. That's really cool. It's kind of what fans have been doing on their own now for like the last 20 years, but it's fun that they're adding that in. I really wanted to talk about Star Trek, but when I woke up this morning, I guess my brain was like, no, nope, we're done with that. 
because uh, I watched three episodes of like Doctor Who last night. So I think that's really where my brain was. But you know what? I will pick this up again. I will have to figure out if I'm going to call this a Star Trek episode or a Doctor Who episode. But um, we will see. So yeah, thank you very much for waiting, guys. Um, I just was not in the right headspace uh, mentally to do this. I was pretty worn out. Um, October, you guys don't realize, I uploaded seven goddamn new episodes for you guys. Seven. And I usually was doing two to maybe three if you were lucky. So to do seven... I was pretty burnt out and I thought for November, I was like, November is going to be sci-fi. I'm going to bust out the same thing. And then maybe for December, I'll do two or three episodes, if that, and then I'll take a break. But I took my break kind of early and you know what? I might take another break in January, February, um, not because I'm burnt out, but I just want to get ahead of the game. This is a very stressful thing to do. I do love doing it. It's why I'm still doing it. Um, but it is stressful, especially just by yourself. Um, so I am sorry. Um, Matt Humphreys, uh, one of my oldest friends, probably my oldest friend I've known. I've been friends with Matt since grade six. He came over. We recorded an episode and I've been picking at it, editing it. It's been edited. We, I have like the picture ready for the Instagram post. Um, but I, like I said, my head was just not in it. I could not get any drive to do anything really. Um, that episode will be coming out. I have two movie shames that are recorded that need to be edited. Uh, amazing author Cooper S. Beckett, who has been doing the Osgood series, the Spectral Inspector series. He gave me the second copy of his book, uh, and I just haven't finished it. I got, mm, I want to say like a third, but it's probably close to a quarter into it, uh, which sucks because he wanted to be on the podcast to talk about his series and going forward. And I was like, hell yeah. And now he just got his his book series optioned for a TV show, which I am thrilled for him. If you follow my Instagram, you've seen I've put a post for him. I am absolutely goddamn thrilled for him. If you guys have not read those books, check them out. But now that he's doing that, he's probably too busy now to uh, do an episode with me uh, when I finally get like finish this book up. So that kind of sucks. But you know what? Uh, he is an amazing guy. So who knows? Maybe if I actually finish the book, so that's a big thing. He might he might make some time for me, and I'd appreciate that. Um, and yeah, I've had lots of other stuff. We had a, a giveaway that we were supposed to be doing, and I got some gifts for it. And um, yeah, it just it didn't really pan out. I had a bunch of people that um, were going to give me stuff or that wanted to be on the show. And I was going to like, you know, <laughs> I was definitely going to like plug their products afterwards. And then just nothing panned out. Like we had an author that we were going to ask to be on the show. And he was like, yeah, definitely. And then I was like, all right, what, when would you want to do this? When are you thinking about doing it? And it just never got back to me. And it was like <laughs> a month later, I was like, Hey, sorry about that. And I was just like, at that point I was like already like not in the headspace to do an episode. So that just kind of fell through. So I had a lot of stuff that I wanted to do and I was going to do it for this month for Christmas extravaganza part two. Um, but I don't know if it's going to happen, but that doesn't mean the giveaway is not going to happen. It's not like the gifts are going to turn dust at the clock, of, like the mid the midnight clock on New Year's Day. Uh, so it's not going to happen. Um, Christopher Burgart, uh, who we had on the show, he uh, he's really busy right now. He's doing a second film. He is going to be giving a signed copy of his script uh, with a movie pass to download his film uh, Witnesses, which is really amazing of him. So we do have that coming uh, for the for the show too. So I might do a couple little giveaways, but who knows? Um, but yeah, so as for Sci-Fi November, it's just going to be Sci-Fi whatever whenever I post these Sci-Fi episodes. Um, this show is never really like a specific theme, only in October. So you're going to get them when you get them. And I promise you guys will get them. It's just now that I'll be starting my full-time position in like a couple days, um, oh, and that's the other thing too. Like I've just been busy. I got my DZ license and I'm finishing that off in a couple days doing the driving portion of it. Um, and, uh, working on maybe even do finishing up my boat license, uh, doing all my Christmas presents. Like I've been a busy guy. It's not like I've just been like wallowing and like writing poetry in the shadows. Like I have been busy. It's just when you're, when you have no job, it's like, like I've this like weird two week break I've been on. You don't really want to do anything. Um, so I appreciate you guys hanging in there. I am going to try and pump out some episodes. Um, as always, you know, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at, at ACFO podcast. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and um, oh, what is that? Patreon. That's another thing. I had a couple Patreon episodes ready. 
they are ready. It's just I, I didn't finish them and I, I didn't put them up. Um, but you can find me on Facebook and Patreon at A Conversation for One Podcast. Um, if you want to throw me a few dollars on Patreon, I'd appreciate it. But honestly, I wouldn't right now. There's one episode on there, maybe two. I can't remember what I have on there. It's not really worth it, but give it some time. This next year coming up, it definitely will be worth it. I'll be putting a lot of episodes on, up on there. And it's not just words. I have them planned and ready to go. Um, and if you guys want to see some some jam and tea reviews, definitely check out my private page, uh, Master Horlings. Um, it's not private anymore. I've made it public. Um, so you can check those out. And uh, yeah, look for this episode, guys. I really appreciate you guys waiting and listening. And uh, uh, in case, <laughs> I really hope it's not, but in case this is the last episode before I see you guys, have a happy holidays, happy Hanukkah. Uh, joyful Kwanzaa, Merry Christmas, whatever you guys are celebrating. Just enjoy your family time together or time with your pets and uh, be excellent to each other and uh, stay rad and Tyler out. It's time to say goodnight. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night.